0: the ministry of music this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our midst. In the book of St. John, chapter 21, And while you're turning there, if you would, please stay just a few moments after the benediction. I need to share a couple of things with you before we leave today. And for those who are not present I will send this by email. Uh, John chapter 21, beginning in verse 15. The scripture that was read in your hearing earlier. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I want to use for a thought today, when Christ intervenes to make you effective for the kingdom. When Christ intervenes to make you effective for the kingdom. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you, boy. It accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit so that I may minister under your anointing today. And through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens will be removed. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. When Christ intervenes to make you effective in the kingdom, being effective in the kingdom is so important for every follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. The focal point of, of this con- of Jesus' conversation with Peter, was that Peter is very important. In the kingdom of God, or what's very important for the kingdom of God. And Jesus' willingness to heal, to restore, and to focus Peter so that he could be effective in kingdom building. It's the focal point of this conversation. It's not just, do you love me? But Peter, you're important. In the kingdom, you're important for kingdom building, you need to be effective. You need to be effective. How many of you know that we need to be effective in kingdom building? How many of you know that we're important? Yeah, in the kingdom. Uh, you and I, you and I are important in the kingdom of God. Sometimes things happen in our lives. Sometimes we fail Christ. Sometimes we fail in our commitment to him. Sometimes we just mess up. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yes. Uh, we have the full intention of following through on the commitments that we made or that we make to Christ, but something happens along the way. You know, I like to listen to some of the old songs of the church, and I was listening this past week, and and uh to a song that God said, I promised my Lord a long time ago that I would go with him all of the way. Yeah. You know, and, and and so, you know, when you when you think about that, you know, I heard another song say, I promised my mother before she died, I would be one faithful child. But along the way, we mess up with all of the promises and commitments that we make, along the way, we fail sometimes. Sometimes we think a bit higher of ourselves than we ought to think. Hmm. But whatever the reason, we fall. We fail Christ. And when we do, Satan uses that uses that failure to destroy our confidence in the Lord, to destroy our confidence in our calling, to destroy our confidence in our gifting, to destroy our confidence in our abilities. And the intent of him doing that is to make us ineffective in the kingdom. Because if we're ineffective in the kingdom, we're not built in the kingdom. We're not winning souls. Amen. Yeah, we're not making disciples. We're not expanding the kingdom. The wonderful thing is, is that the Lord knows, our Lord knows the devices and schemes of the enemy. And he is always at work to counter those schemes and to make Satan's divisive, devices ineffective against us. If we allow him to, all right. So this text speaks to this. It speaks to this, and, and 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 it speaks volumes to the body of Christ today. Yeah, you see, we who carry this ministry, this precious treasure in earthen vessels, uh, yeah, we're still vessels of clay. Yeah, we still we still crack. We still break. Yeah, yeah. As perfect as we ought to be. As perfect as we may want to be. Amen. As impervious as we may give the appearance that we are, we still mess up. Because we're still earthen vessels. You know, I thank the Lord that he's not like us. (laughs) We're hard on each other. Yeah, we're real hard on each other. Not that God doesn't expect holiness out of us, but God is more gracious to us than we are to one another. People mess up, and some of us never let them forget. Never let them forget it. Never, 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 never. Folk could be going at the funeral, and people can be making comments. Yeah, but child, do you remember? I remember when I listen. The Lord is more gracious to us than we are to one another. Amen. Amen. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Amen. Amen. So so we we fail the Lord at times in our lives. Uh, and 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 he has to do what only he can do if we allow him to do it. And and this is what happened to Peter in this text, um, what happened with Peter, and we see what God does for him in this text. The Lord is speaking to his body today because he wants us like he wanted Peter. Peter had a calling on his life, but Peter had messed up, and Peter needed to be restored, right? The Lord wants us to be restored so that we can be effective in kingdom building. Now listen now, listen, Um Well, just listen to the message. You'll get it. The harvest is ripe. Amen. Souls are ready to be added to the kingdom. And he chooses, God chooses, to use us humans as his witnesses, as his ambassadors to proclaim the gospel message that is able, we can't draw them, but the message is able, the power of God is able to draw people into the kingdom. But he chooses to use us as his ambassadors, just like he did the disciples of old, to bring people into the kingdom, and guess what? To turn the world upside down. But when you look at what's happening with the church, we don't see that. Maybe there's a problem with us, like it was a problem with Peter. Maybe we've lost confidence and our giftings, our callings, and our abilities. <laughs> yeah, to do what God has empowered us to be. You see, now, now, I said last Sunday, we have to get this picture that we are the body of Christ. We've got to get this picture. Because if we don't get the picture that we are the body of Christ, then we're going to be thinking we are one place, and the head is over there. In our minds, we're going to be thinking disconnection. So God has to come to me. If God is, if I'm connected, if I'm a part of the body, all right, my body is connected to my head. Amen? So everything the head has comes into the body automatically. Amen. Everything. Everything. But if I have this picture in my mind that I'm just a church member. Or that I'm a Christian, you know, the you know when you when you listen to the word, when you listen to people, you hear disconnection. You hear disconnection. You don't hear connection. You, you hear separation. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like somebody coming and, 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 and cut your arm off and now your arm is laying over there waiting to be reconnected. I hope I'm making sense. But well, Let me go on with the message. You know, there's never a time that God is separated from us. If we are his body, He's always connected. Always connected. It's us, you know. It's like people used to say uh, uh, this thing about uh, setting the atmosphere to bring the anointed into the worship service. You, you can't bring anything into the. <laughs> the problem is not with God. The problem is with us. So if anything has to happen, we have to get our mindsets right so that we enter into where God already is. Same way with, with with being this body. We have to get our minds right. We have to think correctly so that, we, that, so that we allow him to do in us what he will normally do. Our lack of faith blocks the Lord. The Lord couldn't do many miracles because of the people's, when he was walking the face of the earth because of the people's lack of faith. Well, anyway, let me go on with this. Yeah so 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 God has chosen to use us uh like he did the disciples of old uh, because he wants us he wants us to turn his kingdom this world upside down amen uh, he's forgiven us of our sins okay and he will remove the guilt And he will remove the shame and he will restore and focus us on him and his will for our lives so that we can do what we be who we need to be and do what we need to do. And always remember that Jesus said, a tree cannot bear fruit. Uh, A tree that does not bear fruit is good for nothing but to be cast, cut down and cast into the fire. Amen. Yeah. So let's see what this message says to us today. Well, when we look at this text, we see that Christ deal is dealing with Peter at his point of need. He's dealing with Peter at his point of need. All right? Peter was important to Christ. Peter was important to Christ's mission. You remember when Jesus, when Jesus called Peter? When, Jesus, when, Jesus, when Peter is, first becomes a disciple, his name was Simon. It was not Peter. Jesus prophesied to Simon, called him Peter. Peter means rock. But right now, (laughs) Peter was not being a rock. He was not being a rock. Nope. On the night that he denied Jesus, he was not being a rock. Nope. But Jesus has already spoken in his life. Right now, when we meet Peter on this occasion, Peter and the other disciples had gotten together. Good thing Peter was still with the disciples. Somebody say, Peter was still with the disciples. Let me tell you something. When you're going through something in your life, don't separate from the disciples. Don't separate from the disciples. That's what the devil wants. He wants to get you out there by yourself. You might be messed up, toe up from the flow up. And then then the disciples, we got to learn how to embrace people who mess up. (laughs) You might be as the old folk would say, toe up from the flow up. But you stay with those disciples. You know, you know, because it's something about being in the fellowship of believers. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get a word from the Lord Somebody is going to encourage you. Somebody is going to pray for you. Amen. So you have to to make sure that you stay. When the devil is trying to pull you away, make sure you stay. Yeah, Peter was important to Jesus. They got together. Was it Peter? I'm going fishing. Other disciples said, I am too. They got together and went fishing. Yeah. This is where we meet. Where we meet Peter in this text but then Jesus comes on the scene. All of the other disciples, now notice, Peter had made a commitment that the other disciples had not made. Early on in Matthew 26 and John John 13, I believe it is, Peter said, when Jesus was talking about being crucified, Peter said, if everybody else falls away, I will never leave you. I will never follow it. No other disciple said that. Peter did. Peter said, Master, when Jesus was talking about leaving, Peter said, Master, where are you going? Can I go with you? This is the kind of love that that Peter had for Jesus. Peter loved Jesus. He really did. But Peter messed up. There's something about messing up that gets to your mind. And I will get in your spirit. Yeah, yeah. And this is what had happened to Peter. So Jesus meets Peter at his point of need. Meets him at his point of need. He'll meet you at your point of need. He'll meet you right at your point of need. That night when Peter denied Jesus, Jesus had said, Peter, before. Before the cock crows, you would have denied me three times. The woman said, "Oh, you one of those disciples? No, I'm not. I'm not one of those disciples." Second time. I'm not. Third time, Peter cursed. Peter got mad. He said, I'm gonna. It's something about using profanity. I don't know why people think using profanity to make them makes them sound bigger. I, I, I don't. I don't understand that. Make them find, sound. What is it? Make it makes them sound like. They got some kind of, what? Oh, y'all know, tell me again, tell me again. (laughs) Peter cursed! Said, I don't know the man. Then the cock crowed. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus. And the Bible says, Peter went out and wept bitterly. I mean he was sobbing. I mean he was he was he was he was he was, he was just 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 pouring just pouring it all out. Cuz he remembered the words of Jesus and he had failed in his commitment to his Lord that he loved. There's no sense in you questioning Peter's love. Peter loved the Lord. Jesus asked these questions for a specific reason. Yeah, yeah. You see, now, now, now. So so what, what the Lord does by meeting Peter at his need, at his point of need, was the Lord knew Peter needed to be restored. Peter needed to be uh, redeemed from his guilt, from his shame, because he was feeling guilty. He was ashamed that he had denied his Lord. Let me tell you something. A guilty conscience, oh Lord, have mercy. It'll beat you up. It'll beat you up. It'll make you feel worse than commoner. A guilty conscience. Peter needed help. Even though he's there with, his, with those disciples, the disciples couldn't help Peter in this situation. They couldn't, you know, sometimes when, 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 when you're trying to minister to people and you're trying to tell them everything right, there's a, there's a point that the Holy Ghost has to reach them. Because all of your words, all of the scripture you give them doesn't work. Those other disciples couldn't restore Peter. Peter's wife couldn't restore Peter. All right. Only Jesus could do it. So Jesus, after they had eaten, Peter and Jesus, Jesus took Peter aside and he said, "Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these?" Because now remember, there's a debate on what Jesus meant by that. But remember, Peter is the one who has said, "If everybody else falls away, I will never fall away." So this is what Jesus is referring to. Do you love me more than these? Lord, yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. I'm going to use those interchangeably right here. For this. Then a third time, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Notice Jesus never debates Peter's answer. Jesus just says, I'm giving you an assignment, Peter. Take care of the assignment. What is Jesus doing? He's restoring Peter. He's not condemning Peter. He's not, now Peter, you remember what you said? No. By Jesus asking Peter the question, Peter is automatically remembering his love for the Lord. You see, right now, as I said earlier, Peter was not being a rock. Jesus had prophesied to Peter that he was a rock. That meant that Peter was, was this, this solid person. Peter was going to rise as a leader among the disciples. But right now, Peter doesn't feel like leading anybody. Never ever been there? I've been there. Sometimes I haven't felt like preaching. I haven't felt like being a pastor. And you know, I just wanted to go somewhere and be by myself and just leave everybody else alone even though the Lord has spoken things in my life, and even though there's an anointing on my life, there's a time when if you ever mess up, you're going to feel like you don't want to say anything to anybody else. You don't preach to anybody else. And then you got those people in the church, those crazy people in the church. Let me tell you about crazy people in church. Crazy people in church will say, someone who messed up, they can't tell me anything. You're a fool. You're just a plain old fool. There's a person who mess up who can tell you something. They can tell you not to mess up. Amen. If you know that the bridge is out and you went down there and you ran, ran over in the ditch and you survived, you can come back and tell somebody else, don't go down that road. Amen. Amen. There is no righteous, no, not one. Does that give us the, the 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 right to go out and sin? No, but it helps us understand it. It helps us see that God has chosen to use vessels of clay that are breakable, but he will take that vessel and put it back together again. You know I often think about this this particular pastor in in Rock hill uh and he's probably dead and gone now. I think I don't know where, he, where the man is, but I remember he just. He, I wouldn't. I won't say it like this. What I what I start to say. Well, he got a divorce. Why he got the divorce? I don't know. I was not peeping in the window. I did not see what that man was doing. But some other preachers were talking, and they said that man will never be effective as a pastor again. My question was. Who made you God? So that man went on. That's why you can't can't listen to crazy people. Because unspiritual people, I shouldn't call them crazy. Unspiritual people. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If If it were not for the grace of God, none of us, none of us would be able to stand in his presence and be used by him. I was reading something the other day. man said Abraham was a liar. And he went down the line. Lord, Noah was an was alcoholic. Well, he just got drunk one time. I don't know. They said Noah was an alcoholic. You know, they, This man went down the line and said, if God could use all of them, why can't he use you? Regardless of what your past has been. So you look at Peter now. Peter is, has, has blatantly denied the Lord. here the Lord comes. To restore Peter so Peter can be that rock that God wanted him to be. Yeah, yeah. In a gentle way, in an uncondemning way, just come on, Peter. Peter, do you love me? Never say, Peter, you remember when you denied me? Peter, you remember what you said? Peter, when I was being crucified, you should have been standing up fight fighting for me. You denied me. Never. Just Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter. Jesus is, 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 is allowing Peter to have a time of introspection. Sometimes you got to look at yourself. Sometimes you got to look within yourself and, and you have to question your own self about your own salvation. You know, when the Bible says, it, judge yourself and you will not be judged. It means basically when you, de- when you look at yourself and you deal with yourself and you deal with your own issues, then you don't have to worry about other people judging you because you judge yourself. You, you, the, the point of that is that you will work on the Holy Spirit working in you. You will submit to the Holy Spirit working in you so you can correct situations in your life. Nobody has to stand in judgment of you. Yeah. So Peter, do you love me? Three times Jesus asked the question. Because Peter is valuable to Jesus and to the ministry that Jesus is going to leave with those disciples. One of the things that the Lord wants every one of us to know, some of us know this, but God wants every one of us to know that we are valuable to him. You are valuable to the Lord. Now, now in this patterning of questioning, notice that Jesus gives Peter an assignment. Now, he didn't put Peter on trial. Okay. He just said, Peter... Feed my sheep. First one, if I'll be faithful to the text, uh, he says to Peter the first time, he said, feed my lambs. Second one, he said, "Feed, take care of my sheep. Third one, he said, feed my sheep. He gives Peter an assignment, right? And notice what Jesus does. Jesus does not call Peter, Peter. Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah. Simon, son of Jonah. Now, 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 everybody else is calling Peter, Peter. But at this point, and Jesus has called him Peter. But at this point, Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah. You see, Peter needed to be reminded that he was just an ordinary man. Just ordinary Simon here. You got to think about this. You got to think about this. Ah, Oh, I I jumped down and I jumped back up in my notes. But that's important. That's important. Simon. Simon. This is just ordinary Simon now. Because you see, sometimes, as I said earlier, we begin to, we get a word from the Lord and now... Uh, we got a mental on our head, and, and and we can get on the internet, and now we got a ministry, and we get to press y'all, and we get something else, and we put on now. We got a word from the Lord when we mess up, and we're ashamed, and we're guilty. The Lord has to restore us. Simon, Simon, ordinary Simon. Then He gives Simon an assignment: feed my She, in the restoration process, the Lord does the same thing for you and me. Yep. In the process of making us effective in the kingdom, he forgives, he heals, and he gives us an assignment. Nobody sitting in here is without an assignment. You have an assignment. You have an assignment from the Lord. Will you mess up again? I'm glad y'all answered. Does the Lord know you will mess up? But you still have an, you still have an assignment. In the process of growing, in the process of maturing in the Lord, he gives us grace to get back into the work and continue working. You You know, I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I thank God for the blood covenant. Do you realize that when you go to the Lord as his child and you've messed up and you ask him to forgive you that he's already forgiven you? He's already forgiven you. You're still beating yourself up. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And the Lord said, I'm already forgiven you. Now go to work. Go to work. There's souls that need to be saved. The harvest is white. Right. It's right. Go to work. You sit down with your guilty because I've forgiven you. Go to work. Mm. Thank God for his grace. Now, Peter's assignment was a pastoral assignment. Feeding my sheep, taking care of my life. That deals with pastoring. The congregations are. Peter, of course, becomes leader of the apostles. But every one of us has an assignment. Amen. So the Lord says, us go to work. Now, 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 what are we to do? What are we to do? Jesus didn't give Peter the specifics. He just said, go to work. Well, Christ came to fulfill God's mission in the world. As we engage with Christ, amen, in some way, we should be a part of fulfilling God's mission in the world. Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. That should be what we're doing every day, making ourselves available to the Holy Spirit so we can be a part of that process of seeking and saving the lost. Amen. His ministry in this world becomes our ministry, and it is a real-time ministry. We're not talking about something that's out in the future. We're talking about something that's right now. Despite our past failings, the Lord is ready to forgive us, and when we repent, give us the opportunity to engage with him in his present-day real-time ministry. He says to us, if your commitment still stands, engage with me in my ministry. Basically, what, that's what he was saying to Peter. Do you love me? Does your commitment still stand, Peter? Does it still stand? Engage with me in my ministry. Being a Christian is not simply about going to heaven when you die. It's not. You know, I was, again, I like to listen to my old songs, and when I listen to songs, I'm always, I'm always, Uh, 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 dissecting and thinking and what have you. So so I'm listening to these songs, and a lot of these songs talk about death, dying, going to heaven. And I'm thinking about, now we're getting ready to start the study in urban apologetics and how we talk about a lot of people, a lot of young people uh, have already left the church, you know, how people think that the church has been ineffective and, and what have you. Uh, and, and, and maybe what people don't realize is that during the time that these songs were, were written and thought about, people were struggling, people were suffering, people were in slavery. So, you know, you get into this liberation theology. All right. And this liberation mindset and this, and people call it escapism because yes, when you're, when you're working in the fields every day and, 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 and you're being oppressed every day, you want to escape. You want to get out. You want to, and sometimes death is the only way. All right. But those same people, those same old people, who who had that theology pass something on to, to, to their children and to their grandchildren, amen, so that today we don't have to deal with escapism. We know how to stand in faith and confront the enemy, amen, and, and progress in life. We can't stay stuck back there in a going to heaven mentality. Can't stay stuck there. We got to serve this present age Because this is what God has called us to do. Being a Christian is not about notoriety. It's not about notoriety. It is engaging with Christ in his present day real time ministry. The Lord did not call you so you can have a name. You already got a name. Amen. Amen. If you get caught up in the things of the world, you will focus on you being big and being known. Rather than doing the work and the will of Christ. They didn't call you to to have notoriety. No. You know why we know Peter, James, John, Paul? Because they did the work of ministry. And successive generations will talk about them as they've done in the past. Because they followed Christ and they did the work of ministry. Were they rich? But they did the work of ministry. Did they have big houses and a lot of land? They did the work of ministry. And we still know them. The Lord didn't call us to be, to have no right. Being a Christian is not about a destiny that is separate from your allegiance to your Lord and your Master. It is not. It's about engaging with Christ in his work. Peter, feed my sheep. Amen. Alfred, feed my sheep. Jonathan, feed my sheep. Catherine, feed my sheep. Engaging with Christ in his work in this world is about, it's not about your personal happiness. Oh, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. It's not about your personal happiness because there will be times when you will not be happy. But the joy of the Lord should be your strength. In the midst of your struggles, the joy that will sustain you, the joy of the Lord will sustain you and keep you even when on the outside you're not happy. It's not about your personal happiness. It's not about your personal comfort. Oh, we have we have shifted this thing so much that it has become about us and not about the Lord and his work. It's all about us. I come to get healed. You get healed, what you going to do? I got to be delivered. You get delivered what you going to do? You know, we we've, we've uh yeah, we we've we've twisted a whole lot of stuff in the church world. I don't believe the Lord expects you to be poor. I I believe the Lord expects you to trust him to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, when your, need are, are, when your needs are supplied, then you should just be at peace. Because the love of money, we know the word. You know, I don't love money, I just want more. All of us want more, but you better be satisfied with what God gave you. Use what God, be a good steward of what God has placed in your hands. And if the Lord decides to increase you, then be thankful and know why He gave it to you so you can fund it. You know, the Bible says when we, when we, when we use that scripture, He gives us power to get wealth. But the rest of the scripture says to fund the, 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 the kingdom, the covenant. So get wealth. But it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose. Those Hebrew people came out of Egypt and they got wealthy. But it was for a purpose. It's for the kingdom. It's not for them. So when they start acquiring land, every 50 years, God said, okay, release. But but God, these people owed me. God said, after 50 years, Release. Why? Because God wants us to trust him. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah. So in this pattern, Christ said, in this passage, Christ sets the pattern for Peter and every other disciple to come after Peter. Engagement, engagement in Christ's ministry is a direct result of our love for Jesus. No sense us singing, I love the Lord and we don't engage in his work. Peter, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. This scripture, this statement was made in the context of Jesus talking about the work of ministry in John chapter 14. So we have to be very careful, saints, that we don't put unwarranted emphasis upon the periphery things of the faith. A title is a periphery thing. It's periphery. Nobody has to call you has to call me Bishop Jackson. Nobody has to do that. And I don't have a right to get offended if you call me by the name my mom and my daddy gave me. It's a periphery thing. Notoriety is a periphery thing. Position is a periphery thing. Comfort is a periphery thing. Acquiring wealth is a periphery thing. Acquiring things if is a periphery thing. I would say even going to heaven. Is a periphery thing. If you love the Lord and you're saved, you're going to heaven. But don't put all of your focus on that. Your focus has to be on the work of ministry. And lastly, we see in this conversation the one thing that matters most in life. The one thing that matters most in life is to be in the will of God. That's the one thing. So look at this. Jesus and Peter are walking. Peter stops and looks behind him. And he sees, we say, John, the disciple of Jesus loved, following him. And Jesus is having this conversation with Peter. Jesus is ministering to Peter. Jesus is restoring Peter. Peter said, Well, what about him? Peter, this is about you now. This is it's not about him. That was the wrong question for Peter to ask. But it shows the human tendency. You know, Peter was probably feeling the heat a little bit. (laughs) It shows the human tendency to shift the focus of attention if we feel the pressure of that attention on us a little bit too much. It's it's just like, let's get this attention off of me and let's, let's, let's get it on him. But that wasn't what Peter needed. Peter needed Jesus to finish the process in him. So so at that moment, the Lord was dealing with Peter, not the other disciple. At that moment, Peter needed the healing, the restoration, whatever. At that moment, Peter needed the Lord's attention and did not need to shift the attention to someone else. What about him was not the right question. Jesus answered, Jesus said, well, if I want him to remain until I, until I return, what is that to you? You follow me. <laughs> yeah, so when you look at this answer, Jesus said to Peter, the important thing for you, Peter, is to be in the will of God. Whatever I decide for this disciple, that's between me and him. I want you to be in my will. You follow me. And this has to be our focus, saints. Has to be our focus. Not what someone else has been assigned to do. Because some of us are real busy in other people's lives. You follow the Lord. Yeah. We have to be careful not to be too busy trying to know about and trying to figure out what God has for somebody else. You follow the Lord. People in the church are real busy staring in people's business. You follow the Lord. You follow the Lord. Jesus said, if I decide, if I want him to remain alive until I return, Peter, what is that to you? That's neither here nor there with you. You be where I want you to be. You follow me. Whether we, whether we live long or whether we die soon because of the kingdom and the mission, the important thing is to be in the will of the Lord. Amen. Our focus should never be what happens or what's going to happen uh, to someone else in the kingdom. No. Don't be worried about what God has for them. Our focus has to be on following Jesus for ourselves. You follow me. The Lord has committed to you and to me to help us be effective in kingdom work. Our Lord, allow the Lord to heal your wounds. Yeah. Allow the Lord to heal the wounds of your past, the mistakes of your past, so that he can use you to be effective in this kingdom. There's an assignment on your life. It's about time to get involved in doing what the Lord called you to do. Follow the Lord. Follow Him wholeheartedly. Don't look at the next person and say, "Lord, what about what about him?" No. The attention right now is on you. You know, I, I as I was preparing this message, I almost changed it. I said, "Lord, I want this to be you and not me," but I I believe that when the Lord sends a message, it may not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. Sometimes we make commitments to the Lord. Well, for all of us in here, all of us have made a commitment to the Lord. But sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we step out of the will of the Lord. And the Lord has a way of encountering us Reaching us right where we are and at that point of need. Do you really love the Lord? We grew up in the church singing all of these songs. Do we ever ask ourselves the question, is this song really real to me? Or am I just singing it? I love the Lord, he heard my cry, pitted ever groan. Long as I live and trouble rise, I'll hasten to his throne. Of course, we don't sing that anymore. But we, t- we sing, we say things, we preach things. We have to stop and do some introspection. Because this is not just about us, there's an assignment on our lives. And until we allow the Lord to meet us where we are and heal us of those wounds, those, those open, some of us have open sores that, that, that are festering. But the Lord can heal because he wants us to be useful in his kingdom. There is work that you can do, that you are assigned to do. There are people that you can reach for the kingdom. For the kingdom. What are you doing? The Lord is intervening in your life to make you effective in his kingdom. Let's stand. So so Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to your void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you, Lord, that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you, Lord, for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Thank you for loving us so much that you don't just let us go off and forget about us. But like you did, Peter, and the other disciples. But in this text, especially Peter, you reach to us. You meet us at our point of need because we are important in your kingdom and to your work. Thank you, Father. I pray now that you draw someone to you, someone back to you, so the healing and restoration and focus And take place in that person's life. Whether they're in the sanctuary or watching us online. I pray. Draw that person to you today. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If there is someone today who needs to rededicate your life to the Lord. You are important to God. You are if you've never been saved God created you in his image and his likeness he created you for a purpose he created you for his purposes to advance his kingdom in the earth realm will you give your life to Jesus today will will you rededicate your life to Jesus today That's that's the first two calls. And if you're not saved today, that's the first one. If you've been saved, if you slipped away, you failed the Lord. Remember Peter failed. Remember so many other people failed. Come back to the Lord today. The Lord is waiting on you. So I want to pray today before I give the third call. I want to pray today for that unsaved person or that person that needs to rededicate your life. And if you need to rededicate your life and you're in the sanctuary and want to come down front, please, ma'am, please, sir, come down. Come down so we can pray with you now. If you're watching us online, let's pray together. If you're not saved, repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I believe that you died on the cross. To save me from my sin. You took my place in death because you said in your word, the soul that sins shall surely die. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross in my place. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. Be my Savior, be my Lord. I receive you today, and I thank you for saving me, amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message, and if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed, to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in